on this computer. Okay, I'm going to speak for you. Beautiful. Um, okay, welcome everyone to Naturally Healthy Club. So we're week seven this week, and um, our topic this week is going to be hunger, which is a juicy topic to dive into. And I wanted to start with a quote from Gretchen Rubin. So Gretchen Rubin says, like, what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while. And this is so true, particularly with health stuff, like, um, and at changing our relationship with food and alcohol. So just a big reminder that, you know, when something happens and you have a big blowout and you eat way more or you drink more way more than you you think if that's happening like once a week or you know once a month or on your birthday like what at christmas or thanksgiving like that really it really doesn't in the scheme of things it really doesn't matter like and so we don't like don't use don't give yourself a hard time when those things happen because and where you're going to get the progress from is actually not never having blowouts. It's from just taking consistent action every day. Like what we're doing every day is way more important. So all those little little moments where you're choosing to overeat or drink more than you think, like that's really what we want to, that's where the opportunity is to, to get the real improvement and the lasting improvement. So Okay, so let's start with our philosophy. So we're kind and self-compassionate, not self-indulgent. We love and accept ourselves at every weight. We decide ahead and make intentional choices. We listen to our bodies and we stop when we're satisfied. We manage our self-talk in the moment. We allow urges without resisting or giving in. We are evolving our self-concept with our intentional belief plan. We prioritize protein and trust our internal nutrition compass. We are intentional about our habits. We weigh ourselves every day without shame. We focus on one meal at a time. We choose again in any moment. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We don't have to wait till Monday. <laughs> um, we feel our emotions without buffering and we soothe ourselves every day. We enjoy proper meals and intentional snacks. We are getting exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. We are experimenting to find our own naturally healthy process and we're willing to fail as many times as it takes and we stay naturally healthy with ease and joy. Um, okay, awesome. Okay, so let's go. Um, Okay, so plan for today is I've just got some news to share. And then as a group, we're going to do a review. So I want you to start thinking, I'm going to want to hear from everyone of what's working well for you. So start thinking about what you're going to share. Um, and then we'll do a re recap of our quick recap of our process. And then we're going to go deep into hunger and talking about all the different aspects of hunger and the new one that I discovered this morning. <laughs> so four, four different types of hunger. Oh, excuse me. Okay, awesome. So that's going to be super, super, super fun talking about hunger. Um, but it is a really important topic. And then we'll um, do a group review at the end for you to decide what you're going to focus on for the week ahead and if we need any coaching we can get into some coaching so in terms of news first thing is um august one-on-one -on -one sessions I, i'm sorry if i was a bit confusing about that so if you've already done a one-on-one -on -one session in july you don't need to book rebook another one for august what we, we're just doing one now so whether that's july august and then we'll do another our second one um, about halfway through so around october we'll do the next ones um, but if you haven't booked that in yet make sure you do here's the link to my scheduler and if you can't find a time on that scheduler just message me and let me know and we can work something out um, so that's that also if you haven't already sent me your address please make sure you send your postal address so that we can send you I can send you a copy of the print very new first ever print playbook for naturally healthy club which has just got some exercises and you know it's just it's a, something to accompany the work that we're doing here. Of course, if you get that and you don't want to use it at all, completely fine. But I thought it might be helpful. I, I, like it is nice, can be helpful to have like print versions of things. And um, and the thing I will say is that I'm modeling um, 
not doing it perfectly with the print book. So when you see a typo in there, I want you to think I don't have to do this perfectly because <laughs> um, there are there are typos. And I did that intentionally. Like I could have spent time. Um, sorry. Oh, right. Sorry. Thanks, Emma. Um, I didn't copy. That's the wrong. That's a waste avoidance spreadsheet that I just pasted in there. Oh, did, let me give you the correct link for the scheduler. There we go. Thanks, Emma. Um, so that's the correct link for the scheduler. And the other one is a, a waste avoidance spreadsheet. So if you want to um, stop wasting food, you're welcome to use that as well. Um, okay. So yeah, the playbook, yes, disarming perfection. Uh, and you don't have to use it. Like, don't feel like you're behind if you haven't used any of the playbooks. Um, but do send me your address if you haven't already. Some people have already received theirs, which is very exciting. Um, then in other news, we're still doing the daily practice challenge. So it's not too late to join that, join in that. So that's in circle under challenges and there are prizes. So don't forget when you do complete the challenge to, um, to post in the group to let me know that you, um, you completed it. So Caroline can send you a prize. And we're going to be starting a new challenge next week around maximizing pleasure. So I will post in the group around that and we'll talk about that more next week as well. Um, other news, buddy programs. So if you haven't heard from your buddies or you haven't reached out to your buddies, make sure you do, do that. And if you have any problems, tell Caroline, she'll sort you out. Um, yes, and but also like it's not meant to be heavy. It's meant to be just a quick check-in, like don't, you don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but just it's having that moral support. And if you did sign up for a buddy, then, you know, you, you did make that commitment. So please honor it. Um, and then, oh, prize of the week this week goes to Evelyn and also Sue Fuller. Um, so they, so Evelyn had done a post about old um, thought habits, which was, you know, quite detailed and, and, and awesome. And then Sue um, in the comments had, had shared like her, um, a recent experience she'd had with her thoughts around, around like diet Sue, <laughs> Sue coming, coming to the fore. So that was really fun. And it, just a good reminder to us that, um, um, that oh, and Lisa's just asked, are the staying naturally healthy members part of the one-on-one? -on -one? No, that's only for if you're part of the, um, the naturally healthy club, like paying, paying full price. Um, so thanks for asking, Lisa. Um, oh yeah, so congratulations to Evelyn and Sue for winning um, prize of the week. And just a good reminder that these old thought habits, like they come up and that's just normal part of like, if you had the, those, those, those habitual thoughts, you know, most of your life, like, of course, they're going to keep coming up and nothing's gone wrong. Like that still happens for me. I still get the old thoughts particularly in my business journey, like the, I've had a lot of the old thoughts coming up to me lately. And it's like, that's okay. Like I don't make it mean anything. I just redirect, like learn to redirect to my intentional thoughts about who I'm becoming. So the, I just, I notice the old thoughts. I don't make them wrong. I don't try and push them away. I like, yeah, okay. I've, and I be a bit self-compassionate with them. Like, of course, these the old thoughts are coming up. And I also know that I don't have to keep thinking them I can choose to direct my focus in other another way um okay and then the only other news is just a reminder that if you haven't done a review yet that that's due so like either post in the group or send me a message of how you're going okay so let's talk about what's working well so um let's go into gallery so I can see everyone so either type in the chat or if you want to um if you're happy to to talk and share so I'm, and I want to hear from everyone like just one thing that's working well for you at the moment so does anyone want to want to want to talk Dean I know you're always always up for a chat <laughs> I'm always up for a chat it's been a pretty terrible week it was even worse than last week oh my goodness um, yeah but but I feel like that, and so I allowed myself many meltdowns of food and I didn't, I knew that there was so much emotional issues, big blowout with mother and brother. And it was very, very, very bad. Still reeling from that. But um, 
But yesterday when I, I had rehearsal and I intentionally brushed my teeth again beforehand, and even though I came home and I had for the past couple of days eaten late, eaten lots, I just, I said, it's okay. I had some drink and that was all. And so, and even today, right? I know it's eight o'clock. I'm, I'm done. It's okay that I had my big blowouts and I let myself, but but also to realize, I realized in the moment as I was so upset and I kept trying to find food and I, and I said, okay, but this food isn't going to make you feel better. You need to know that. I still did eat it on the really yeah. two yeah, bad days, yeah. but at least I then right re retraining those those pieces Neural of the pathways. puzzle yeah that's it to say okay you can eat it that's okay but no it's not making this better yes 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 that's mm-hmm. a huge win like having mm-hmm. that awareness Adine, for sure like that's that's really great and then also choosing again so that you've got like today you didn't have to go into that story all of this is hopeless and I'm just always going to be stuck with this like you went no I'm going to make an intentional choice I'm going to brush my teeth when I get home I'm going to have something to drink and that's going to be enough so that's that's huge yeah but yeah yeah, and 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 bad bad but all of these things that sort of we had started talking about last week and and the not feeling worthy sort of really came up in front of my mother and my brother and so much. And I didn't even realize how, how deep and how long I had been harboring these thoughts and that that now to have space to, to acknowledge that, right. Even right. Our everyday thoughts are something to acknowledge, but those big horrible beliefs. Yeah. The scary ones, the ugly ones. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are even better to, it takes more to bring it up, but then once it's there, it can be acceptance and, and a choose again action can happen. Yes, yes, yeah. Because when, when they're all buried, like you can't do anything with them, hey, but they're still driving. So it's actually, that's a huge, huge win, Adine, to like, to notice that actually I've like learned this, like this has come up for me to like, it's actually, and being able to see it as a positive, that's, that's massive. So good for you. So yes, that's, and, and the weight is still stable. I have to say. Okay, there we go. That's another huge win as well. Like that, that even, even that I still, that not that that's, but, but it is still the weighing every day really does. I, I know if people are feeling hesitant, I've been right. This is my second grouping that it feels better. Even when you think it's going to be scary. Cause those days when like I ate until 11 o'clock at night, I did. It was, and I, I still got on the scale the next morning and it was only a couple hundred grams up from the day before. Yes. So it wasn't, didn't it then it didn't feel like oh everything is everything is lost yeah that helped a lot yeah yeah and that trust with yourself of you know what I'm going to check in with this even though I'm like you know like I know that it's probably going to be up like that's huge oh that's great Adine so much to celebrate there oh and yeah I'm also sorry you had a tough week (laughs) Well, but then, then it can get better if we yes. don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great, Adine. Okay. Does anyone else have anything they wanted to share with the group on camera to have a chat? Lisa, did you want to say something? No? No? We're good? Okay. Well, there's been lots of – let's re- – I'll read what the everyone said in the chat, so – um mary said intentionally enjoying mary to see this was intentionally enjoying seasonal food yum yum yes you guys have got the we're still in winter mode so i'm like bring on some fresh stuff <laughs> um being more intentional around treats yay margaret said that marianne said stopping snacking when i cook yay marianne go left in my own heart <laughs> um 
Lisa said choosing again. Excellent. And that's such an important skill. Jordan said, as you suggested, I gave myself permission to have an after-dinner snack. And you were right. Taking the forbiddenness away seems to have lessened my urge to snack. Yes. And that's such around psychological hunger, Jordan. So we'll talk about that in a second. But I'm so glad that, yes, that was working for you. I think I've only had that afternoon snack only half the time in the past week. Yeah, it's so magic. Like when you give yourself permission to have stuff, like all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, you know what? I don't really want it. <laughs> like so crazy. Um, Emma said, I drank lots of water um, with help of, it, of an app th this week. Really helped with hunger. Okay, awesome, Emma. Um, Bill said, stopping eating when I feel full. Go, Bill. Lisa said, me too, Bill. Awesome. Um, and Mary A said, like a dean, had a stressful couple of days and had chocolate. But otherwise, what's going well is that the belief plan is helping me manage the stress in other ways. That's awesome, Mary. This is Mary A. Um, I have a lot going on, but I'm not stressing as much as usual, even noticed by my husband. Oh, that's so nice when it's reflected back to you, hey, that like you're changing. And then when you're like other people notice, like that's so great. Okay. Did we hear from everyone? Marianne, Emma, Leslie. Leslie was on the call this morning, so I already heard what's going on with her. Lisa. So did you say what's working well for you? Um, didn't see. Oh, well, Sue, Sue won Cook of the Week prize. I mean, um, Commenter of the Week prize. <laughs> and I think like that whole recognition about diet, Sue, Sue, like that's something to celebrate as well. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so we'll, might, we'll do a um, recap from last week. So last week we spoke about this idea of like our stories and the, this, and I think that like that's a really like good way to think about limiting beliefs because limiting beliefs can be, feel, feel a bit nebulous, whereas like we all understand stories and we know stories. Um, so so we, we spoke about that. And then really the secret to success in changing anything about your life is to spend less time thinking about the old past stories and more time thinking about um like your intentional new stories and looking towards the future of where you want to go and really is like like that that's it like but the more we think about the, the, our stories and creating new stories rather than dwelling in the past of why it hasn't worked yet and why we're always going to be like this it's like that's that's really all makes all the difference and so last week we did an exercise which if you haven't done i highly recommend doing and it's a good one to like check in as you as you as you change as well but we just I just asked you to identify like what's your dominant story about why you're not already at your ideal weight and of course like you'll know what your story is that you've been telling yourself and then the second part to that um, exercise was like asking yourself um, you know how can we redirect this story so so actually coming up with either a way to um, to like redirect the story like um like so your story could be that this is hard like this is so hard and the way to redirect that story might be well I can do hard things right so like that feels so much better than if you're telling yourself this is hard this is hard this is hard if you're, if you're going I can do hard things then you feel way 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 better um so yeah the second part was to to like find a new story about you know or I'm learning new skills around that's going to um help you and then from with with that, like adding actually adding your like coming up with like one sentence for your new story and adding that to your belief plan so that you're cementing that new story and you're thinking that new story every day. So that that could be um, could be um, yeah, like so this example of I can do hard things, you add that to your belief plan. So you're telling, you're reminding yourself every day that I can do hard things. Um, so that's pretty much what we did last week. And I've just noticed Sue said, like, Diet Sue is in the cupboard for the moment. So I was like, loving that's Sue's win. I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was our recap from last week. So then, like, let's move on and talk about our process. So we want to use this as a starting point for creating your own process. And we remember it, um, SIT, S-I-T, as in sit back and enjoy the ride. And there's three parts. So the S stands for satisfied. And this is the last part that I would actually implement. Because if you're, um, you know, eating randomly and snacking, grazing throughout the day, 
when you're not making intentional choices, you can stop when you've had enough at meal times and get really good at that. But you're still not going to see the results on the scale because you're overeating at meal times. So this is the last skill to implement. But if you like, if you want to implement them all at the same time, you're welcome to. But I just want to make it as easy for you as possible. So if you feel inspired to do this work now, yes. But if you want to leave it, that's cool too. Um, and the thing with stopping when you're satisfied is that it is a new skill. So it is going to feel hard at first, like all new skills, like we, until we get good at them, they feel a bit clunky. Um, and so you, what we want to do with this is when you are ready to, to start is just start by setting the intention. So before you start eating, first of all, get rid of your distractions, because if you're eating like in front of the TV or you're eating like while you're doing other stuff, then while you you know your desk at work like it's really really difficult to listen to your body so we want to get rid of distractions set the intention of yeah I'm going to like tune into my body and then you just want to put in a pause whether that's like halfway through the meal like where you actually put your fork down and just take a break for a minute or so and just see what comes up and it's really like at the, these beginning stages that's that's how we do it and and notice the thoughts and the feelings that come up when you put that pause in. Then the next part of our process is I for intentional, so making intentional choices. And with that, you're getting into the, the first part to that is like actually getting into your regular meal schedule and snack schedule. What do you want that to be? And playing, experimenting till you find that, that rhythm. Um, and then we, then the next part of making intentional choices is your daily practice. So having some, like those five minutes where you're checking in with this work. Um, the other component to being intentional is actually plat, like having a plan for your treats and alcohol or, and if you want to have a plan for your regular food as well, that's great too, but you don't have to, but if you, but I, I think it is really key to like deciding ahead on what your treats are going to be and, um, and particularly like for sugar and alcohol. And then the third part to making intentional choice or the final part to making intentional choices is when opportunities come up and when things come up that aren't part of your plan, it's like when you're making those decisions, like, you know, we're going to, someone's invited you for after work drinks and you hadn't planned to drink alcohol, like making those decisions in the moment from, from this place of like, tuning in with your prefrontal cortex so asking about like tuning into the future and asking like will I be happy about this decision in the in the in the morning or, or tomorrow like if I'm if I make this decision now is my future self going to be happy and that's a way to to bring intentionality into your in the moment decisions whereas if you're just making decisions based on how I'm going to feel now then that's using you're more likely to be using your emotional brain and you're not necessarily going to be making the best decisions for you and for your long-term health. Um, so that's all about intentional. And then the final piece of our process is tracking. So that's whether that's weighing yourself every day, we've got our progress quiz that, we've, that we do to track our, our habits and our mindset work. So that's, we'll do our check-in, next progress quiz check-in um, next week. So we do that at the end of every month. And then the, the third part to tracking can be if you want to, like, if you, and particularly if you don't want to weigh yourself every day, like just doing this daily tracking of like, just how am I feeling about this work on this and just giving your score self on a score on a scale of one to 10 so that you're, you've got some way to, to track, track your progress in that way of like how you're feeling about what's going on. So that's our process recap from last week. So did anyone have, does anyone have any questions or any thoughts about that? Is there anything like coming up for you that you want some clarification on or you're struggling with before we start talking about hunger? Let's have a little tea break. No, we're good. Yeah, Mary, did you have one? Yeah, I was, I was um, in terms of, I was just thinking of what's not working well this or didn't work well this week. And um, the first several weeks, I felt like really in tune with that feeling of um, stopping when I'm satisfied. Like I, I had that very clear feeling like, oh, that's enough. I'm going to, I'm getting full or I am full. Um, and then last weekend we went away and I 
you know, had the intention. I knew we would go out to eat with family and uh, a couple of times. And so I was like, okay, it's all right to overeat. I give myself permission. These are special occasions. Um, it doesn't happen that often, but it's weird. It's like the rest of this, when we got back home and then the rest of the week, it's like, I lost that tuning to the hunger. I mean, to the, to the full, you know, because I, I did overeat those couple of times last weekend. And then after that, it's been so much harder this week to be like, Oh yeah, stop. I'm full. Like I just keep going. I still feel the feeling, but I'm not tuned into it. Right, right. So you're yeah. feeling the feeling. Yeah. Then some thoughts are coming up that are overriding it. So that's, that's making I don't it. even know. It's not even like a thought. It's just like, there's no thought, you know. Of, yes. Okay, right. now you feel the feeling and that's when you should stop. It's just, just, I just keep eating. It's like, it's normal to feel that feeling. And then I stop later. And then literally, I think it was yesterday, we came walking back from lunch and I said, I am uncomfortably full. Like oh. I am too full. And, and, but it was like, I missed that, you know, the, the first, the first sign of it and didn't, yeah. didn't register at all. Yeah. So I've been thinking about how to add that pause in. So I'll have to think about that more this week. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, yeah I think like, visualize like setting the intention before you start eating of just reminding yourself Mary of like yeah I'm going to have a pause and I'm going to check in with my Mm -hmm. body and also connect with like why you want to do this like having that clear thoughts around this is actually like me learning this skill is how I'm going to become a naturally healthy person yeah Yeah, like this is going to help me yeah last week I had the idea to kind of do a visualization but I find that like I get halfway through the meal and I go, Oh yeah, I was going to leave some food, you know, like, and, um, or more than halfway. And so today I had this idea. Um, I'm, I'm not usually a person that says grace at, at, before eating, especially when I'm by myself, but I thought, well, what if I did like a naturally healthy club grace, you know, and like, yeah, fantastic, fun, yeah, you know, and, and, um, it's not uncommon where I live. I'm in the South in the United States. It's not uncommon for people to say grace even by themselves before they eat. And, um, you know, so it's like, I can do that. <laughs> so, so maybe I'll try that. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like, uh, yeah. And just, and having that little conversation with yourself about why you want to, like, why, why, why yeah. you want to do this. Yeah. And ask for help. <laughs> yeah. And ask for help. From a higher yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. we take all the help we can get. But also, yeah. like, remember, you are, like, you can do, like, you also remind I yourself that I can do this. Yeah. Like, that's the thought yeah. is like, because you were doing it like two weeks ago. So, I was. Yeah. Yeah. So just like part of your grace could be just reminding yourself, like, I want to do this and I can do this. Like, Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, I am going to pause. And it's like, and also like, yeah. I'm going to keep trying and I'm willing to fail as many times as it takes on that one. That's true. Yeah. I love that idea of grace, Mary. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you, so do you feel like you, you can like, and this is normal, like this is also a normal part of change is that we get good at something and then we backtrack and like, that's yeah, like nothing's gone wrong there. Yeah. And, and I think the good thing is that it's, I recognize that like, I, it feels uncomfortable to me that I'm not recognizing when I'm full. Like, it's not yeah. just like, like, Oh yeah, I don't do that anymore. You know, or, Oh, what was that thing I was supposed to do? It, it's like, Oh man, I should be, I, I'm able to do this. I know I can do this, but it didn't happen this time. So yeah. yeah. Next time. Yeah. yeah. And also I don't want to feel like this. Like that's, and that's definitely yeah, where I'm yeah, at now. I don't like, feel even, uncomfortably like, full. Yeah. Cause I'll even have sometimes like sneaky thoughts, like, oh, you know, I, I'm just not going to worry about this. I'm just going to overeat today. And then, but then when I am actually into it, I'm like, actually, you know what? I don't want to feel like that. And I'll, I'll yeah. actually stop. Yeah. Like it's kind of, so yeah, that, that's really like, yeah, I think you're right on track, Mary. Like, like, okay. yeah, this is great. Absolutely. Hopefully it works. Yeah, it will. It work. will. It will. Eventually, <laughs> like you'll figure, I'll it, figure out. it out. Yeah, Eventually, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Margaret said, like sometimes when eating with other people, I miss the cue to stop or stop before I'm satisfied. 
And yeah, of course, like when we're eating with other people, like that's, there's an extra element in there. And that's just part of like learning this skill is like remembering to like tune into your food and do that dance between focusing on how you're feeling and focusing on the conversation. And, you know, it, of course, it's a bit, little bit more tricky when you've got other people around, but that's not impossible. Like you can, you will still get those signals and you can still, you know, take those few seconds to coach yourself. So totally like again Margaret nothing's gone wrong there okay I'm glad we spoke about that awesome okay well let's now talk about hunger and um used to be three I was going to this morning I was talking about the three types of hunger but today we're going to now we're going to talk about four types of hunger so um yay we're evolving as we go so the three types of hunger though you are like physical hunger psychological hunger emotional hunger and then also like Caitlin Kate brought up a really cool one like situational or habitual hunger because there's there's that component as well so um yeah like I'm excited about this so we're going to talk about the, the we're going to or going or go into detail about what each of the different types are and then we're going to talk about um how to actually manage the different types of hunger like what to do with each of the different types and then we'll, um, we're going to do a little exercise about like overcoming the fear of hunger. Um, and yeah, that's, that's going to be the, the tip. So the four types of hunger, <laughs> so physical, psychological, emotional, and situational. So physical hunger is the most obvious. Like that's just that actual gnawing in your stomach. Like I'm really hungry. Like, you know, um, we're all familiar familiar with that, although some of us have probably haven't felt it for a long time unless you've been doing some fasting. And the thing with it is that it comes in waves. There's definitely a circadian rhythm component to, to physical hunger and a habitual component to, to it. So we get hungry at our usual times of eating. And I noted, really noticed this, like I did a three-day fast last year and it was was mad like on the third day like I hadn't had any food for like a really long time and I wasn't hungry in the morning because I'd never had breakfast I'm never hungry in the mornings but at lunchtime like I was ravenous like it really came on at lunchtime so like in my usual circadian each day like I would get hungry at my regular meal times um the thing when you're physically hungry like your senses are heightened like all food sounds amazing like if you, you walk you can smell things that you wouldn't have smelt before um and you, you definitely like if someone suggests like you know do you want some bread absolutely do you want some broccoli absolutely like you're like yes just give me the food everything sounds good and the thoughts that really go with this are like you know i'm starving i'm hungry like it's pretty simple um sometimes physical hunger can be driven by the types of food so i did notice years ago like yeah it, having a lot of carbs like that can stimulate your hung, physical hunger or if you're not getting enough protein that can also stimulate your physical hunger where you and which can be a bit confusing because you've like you you've eaten so you're kind of thinking oh I shouldn't be hungry but your body is still looking for that protein and so you will get that physical hunger and in that case like you'll be looking like the thought of protein will feel really good to you um so yeah so that's um yeah that's physical hunger um and then and actually there's two parts to the physical hunger as well so there's just like that kind of normal physical hunger and then we can also go into over hunger and that's when you're like you know when I did my three-day fast I was completely over hungry and like and it, when you're in that state it's really hard to slow down it's really like you just want to inhale everything so we want to avoid going into over hunger but you know regular physical hunger can be can be helpful um, so then, so that's pretty straightforward. So then now the next type of hunger, which you may not have heard of is, um, is psychological hunger. And so this, I think of it as brain hunger. And so psychological hunger is driven by, um, restriction. So when we're telling ourselves that we should be eating less, when we're trying to cut back and, or when we're not letting ourselves have sugar or cookies or whatever, and it, it really, what happens is is that like it just just increases our desire for for like food um, because we're telling ourselves no, which um, which 
who was it Jordan said that that she experienced it like she was giving herself permission to have something and to have an after dinner snack and then she didn't want a treat after dinner all the time and so the way how I discovered um, psychological hunger and actually Caroline if you wouldn't mind grabbing I posted the link to that article on the um, psychology of hunger so I actually read an article a few years ago by a psychologist and his theory was that, you know, a lot of, he's like that there is a psychological component to hunger. So I'd never heard of this before. Um, and so his story was really interesting. So he had a theory that there was a psychological component to hunger that was driven by restriction. And, um, and so what he did, and he was actually like 50 pounds overweight. So he wanted to lose some, lose some weight. And so what he did is he did two things. He first, he slightly modified the types of food that he was eating. So he like, he said he went you know, moderately low carb. So rather than having toast for breakfast, sandwich for lunch, pasta for dinner, you know, he would started eating like more protein and then the, without going crazy, like keto or anything like that. And then the second thing he did was rather than <clears throat> snacking and grazing, he started eating regular meals and with the thing was that and at his meals he was eating until he felt satisfied so he was giving him he was he wasn't trying to eat less he wasn't trying to cut back he was just eating until he felt satisfied and then he was stopping and within so the only two changes he made and Caroline's posted, posted the link to that article I posted it in circle as well so if you want to read it for yourself um within like so after you know eight months of him making this change that 50 pounds had gone and it was all around shutting off his psychological hunger so all around giving himself enough food at his meal times cutting out all that grazing stuff um and it like you know completely completely worked so this is the reason why like dieting doesn't work it's because you and sure, we can we can diet for three months. We can diet for six weeks. We can do short periods where we're um, where we're restricting and we're cutting back and we're counting the calories and we're being in a calorie deficit. But because we're actually telling ourselves we're eating less and we're actually you know, going about it in this way of like um, of like it's where we, we're actually restricting. Then what happens is that it it stokes this psychological hunger and it builds our desire for food and it, that's why diet like you can't stick to a diet forever because even if your physical needs are being met and you've still like you're you've, you've stoked this psychological hunger um and so with with how this kind of manifests is like that you you've like the thoughts that come up will be like, oh, I've been so good. I deserve a treat. Oh, and like Sue's diet, Sue posts, like that was classic psychological hunger of like, you know, she was telling herself she shouldn't, she shouldn't, she shouldn't. And um, and so what we want to do with this is that's why we want to, we want like the in part of our process is eating until we feel satisfied because that switches off the psychological hunger. And the thing is that it's the amount of food doesn't really matter. It's how you're thinking about it that is the that is the key to this. So you can eat the same number of calories, but if you are telling yourself, "Yep, that's enough for me. That feels good," then that's not going to your, your psychological hunger will be satisfied. Whereas if you're you could eat the same number of calories, but if you're telling yourself, "Oh, I should be cutting back. I shouldn't be having this." like that's actually going to stoke your psychological hunger and, and dial that up. So we want to, that's why we have in our process that we stop when we're satisfied, like being satisfied is really important, not trying to eat less and not trying to cut back. And the other thing about psychological hunger is, um, you know, because one when people learn about this and I've had a few people that have coached, like they kind of go into, oh, well, I don't want to restrict because that's going to stoke my psychological hunger. And you like, yes, that's true. We don't want you to restrict. So we, so we do want you to give yourself permission to eat and we want you to eat until you're satisfied. And, and we want you to have an intentional treat policy so that you are giving yourself the opportunity to enjoy the treats that you love. But we also don't want to, what can happen is like, if you go, if your thought is always, I don't want to restrict, you can let the pendulum swing too far in the other way of being too, too permissive. And then you're finding like people struggle because like, they're like, I don't want to restrict. So they're like having donuts, they're having whatever, like, and having more than they need because they've got this fear of restriction. So, so 
what we want to do is find that balance. And the way we do that is by having an intentional treat policy where we are making intentional choices around the amounts, like the frequency and the amounts of the treats that we're having. So we're not turning it into a free-for-all where you're going, going crazy, like we're having some boundaries around that. So that's psychological hunger. And then the, the third Third one is emotional hunger. And so this is probably a little bit more familiar to us, um, or I think of it as mouth hunger. And basically this stems from using food and like Bukutsia calls it buffering. So we use food to buffer and to avoid feeling negative emotion. And that can be like um, both big and small negative emotions. So it can be like a Dean's like, you know, really dramatic, like big thing, like where she was feeling like lots of stuff coming up, up. Or, but more often it, it manifests as like kind of like the more low level negative emotion where it's like some discomfort or boredom is a big one or you know um, you know restlessness like we 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 eat to to avoid feeling bored or we eat to avoid feeling a little bit discomfort so it can like so most like pretty much everyone does even if you don't identify as an emotional eater like everyone has used most of us have used food in that way and the thing you'll know about emotional eating is like generally your senses are dulled rather than that physical hunger where your senses are heightened and you want to check out it's like a you just want to like numb and um yeah like you kind of thoughts that go with this uh you know i don't care or i really need cookies or whatever it is and we tend to go more unconscious and go on to autopilot um, and the thing is that it tends to be, emotional hunger tends to be focused on specific foods. So if someone says to you, if you're experiencing emotional hunger, it's usually for, it's like you really want cookies or you really want ice cream or you really want cake, but you don't want chips. And you definitely don't want a big bowl of broccoli with some be a beautiful sauce and some protein. Like it's generally focused on, you know, specific types of food, like these comfort, comfort foods. Um, and the other thing with emotional hunger is when you are eating, you're not even really tasting the food. Like you really, it's this checking out. It's like, I don't care. I just don't want to feel. It's this numbing thing. Um, so an example of that would be, you know, an example of how this looks actually would be, you know, so you're at work and you're feeling a bit bored or you've, you've got something to do that's difficult and or you've had just had a difficult meeting and you've like, next thing you know, you find yourself in the kitchen or in the break room, like looking for snacks. Um, and so that's like, you know, definitely a sign that you're using the food, food to, um, to avoid that negative, that negative feeling. Um, and then the fourth type of hunger is what that we just, I just discovered this morning. Now I kind of aware of it, but I think it's good to address it separately is situational hunger or habitual hunger. And really, and the example here that Kate used was like, she's like, having lollies in the car so when they're going when we or sweets in the car like when so she has this habit of when she's going on a trip that she has sweets in the car and so whenever she gets in the car for a trip like that's something that stokes her desire to have those things or another example might be you know seeing a seeing an ad for chocolate or whatever you know something that you love like that can stoke that that hunger like that desire for that food because of the habitual component to that um, so that's that's all the different types of hunger so how let's now let's talk about like how to manage those different types and the way I think about hunger is like it's nothing to be afraid of like it's just an urge like like it's I mean it's, it's a useful guide that we have it's like part of our body communicating with us um, and so, you know, just like the urge to go to the bathroom, like it's a natural part of our human survival, which is, is really, um, really, really fun. Uh, yeah, Emma said like popcorn in the cinema. Absolutely. Yeah. New flavors in the season. Looking at you, pumpkin spice is very free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they're situational and habitual types. Um, yeah. So there's nothing to be afraid of. It's like a useful tool that keeps us alive. And and it's also like, particularly in terms of the emotional hunger, it's a useful tool to identify like when we have some emotional stuff that needs work, like that's coming up that needs work. Like sometimes we're not even aware of it and we find ourselves eating and we can go, oh, actually, 
this is a sign that I've got something here that needs addressing, which is you know, a really fun, fun way to approach it. So like how, how, we, how do we manage it? So for physical hunger, I think the key thing there is to get into your regular meal schedule so that you don't get over hung, hungry. Um, do said new flavors of, in Tim Tams. Yes, it used to be my job to create those. <laughs> oh, I haven't tried this flavor, so of course. Um, so yes, how do we manage the different types of hunger? So physical, having a regular meal schedule so that you don't get go into over hunger territory is really important. Um, and with that, I think I, I really recommend like you know not eating eating your regular meals even when you're not physically hungry. So uh, like even this happened to me last night. Like it's dinner time. I still cook, I wasn't super hungry. I still cooked dinner and like gave myself the opportunity to eat um to stick to my schedule like to, to keep in part of my rhythm uh, like probably ate a third of my plate and, I, and that was enough like I, I really didn't need a lot of food and that was fine I didn't judge it it was all good I just I can I've got the leftovers I can use them another day like it's all all fine but I think giving yourself that opportunity to eat at your regular times because what happens is you don't particularly if you're like I'm not hungry at lunchtime so you skip lunch and then you're rav like ravenous at three o'clock and then you're overeating and you know grabbing you know random stuff to so we want to avoid that by having our regular meal schedules um, and eating when when we even giving our bodies the opportunity even when we're not super hungry so that's physical kind of you know fairly straightforward in terms of how to manage psychological hunger so that that as i mentioned before it's really this piece of eating until you're satisfied like make sure that you're eating until you've had enough not less not trying to cut back and just knowing that you are going to like the weight where the weight loss is going to come in is from you not going into overeating territory um, and also by you eating until you're satisfied that's going to keep your psychological hunger like at bay so that it's not going to rear up and cause you to overeat at other times the second part of a psychological hunger is having that intentional treat policy so that you are giving yourself the opportunity to enjoy the foods that you love um because you know and also because that that's going to stop the psychological hunger um but it's also going to it means like you know you, you deserve to have amazing food that you love like you deserve to have treats so like that's the other part to it and actually the example of um psychological hunger um Susie had a really excellent example from her weekend was you know she was at this party and there were cookies and she'd been telling herself I shouldn't have cookies shouldn't have cookies and then she found herself eating like six of them so what we want to do is like make sure that she's if she really loves cookies that she Susie has cookies in as part of her life and that she's getting to, so that she's a getting to enjoy really good cookies but also b so that she's like when she's at a party she's not like going for all the cookies kind of thing so she's able to eat a reasonable amount and it, uh, having that intentional treat policy is really part of that um and as i mentioned before there's like that difference between setting boundaries and um and like so we want to like find that balance between we don't want to restrict but we also don't want to like make make it a free-for-all so we want to have those boundaries in place so we're finding that balance so that our psychological hunger isn't turned off but also that we're not overeating on on stuff just be yeah because we don't want to restrict so it's like finding that balance is really key then um for emotional hunger or stress eating um having like some self-soothing habits and being proactive with those is really key so what I this looks like for me is I've um at 5 30 the boys have screen time I and I have like what I call win time so which stands for what I need time and so like some days it's journaling some days I go and dance like a crazy person some days I just lie on the rug and um look at the sky sometimes like Sometimes I might connect with a friend, call a friend, last night I called a friend, like, so I give myself what I need. It might be reading a magazine or a book, but having some, like, that, having that habit of soothing yourself so that you, like, are soothing yourself, like, is really, really helpful. The other thing with emotional eating, how we handle that is, like, actually learning this skill of learning to feel our feelings rather than eating them. And the first thing that come that the first way we want to do that is 
and just know that we will do a big piece of work on this. I'm actually going to have a guest coach come in and teach teach on this, but just and it is big. But it's like what we want to do with emotional eating is just whenever you notice that you're doing it, it's just putting that pause and tell yourself, yeah, I can come back to this food, but just get putting in the pause and getting curious about, oh, what's actually going on for me here? What am I feeling? Like, what's on my mind? And also, like, what do I need to address? Like, what's and and what do I really need right now? And just approaching it from that gent- gentle, curious, curious place is a, a really great first place to start with this uh, handling emotional eating. And sometimes it mightn't even be until you finished eating that you're able, you even realize what went on, and that's co- completely fine. But what we want to do is just get again, get curious about what ooh, what what was I feeling? What was driving that? so that you can address it um and yeah we're going to do that skill of learning to feel and process feelings in in our body but just even for for a beginning like just getting curious and naming oh i'm feeling really angry or i'm feeling really upset or i'm feeling really sad or i'm just i'm feeling bored like that's that's a good first place to start um and then how to handle habitual or situational hunger like first of all like changing your food environment so like if that's a trigger for you, like you know, keeping cookies in a jar on the in the on the bent, like in the in the on the on your desk or something like that, you know, moving those so you're not having that trigger all the time can be a really good strategy. And then the the second piece is just like forming new habits. So learning to like be uncomfortable, like ha- notice those urges, and and actually making intentional choices to form new habits so that you. Um, yeah, like so, like for Kate's lolly example, like maybe the new habit might be that she like gets a cool travel mug and she has like a cup of tea in the car. Like that's a, that could be a treat. Or maybe she decides that she really wants to have treats in the car and then she makes that part of her attentional treat policy that when she's going on a road trip, she has these lollies, but she has some boundaries around the quantity and the type so that she's not overeating it. So that's that can be another one. Um yeah, so forming new habits to for those old ones. So they're like if you're going to popcorn in the cinema, like yeah, do you like do you want to have popcorn in the cinema? If yes, if that's part of your intentional treat, amazing, like do it, own it, and plan for it, enjoy it, like um, and also be mindful of your quantities. Um, yes. Yes, right. So Mary's saying she's just moved to a new city. So she's like trying to shop local and avoid large chains. So that's helping with the old habits of Starbucks drive through. Yes. And that's a huge opportunity, Mary, when you are in that new environment that you can actually set that up intentionally. Like, yeah, this is the new me. And with those habits, like, like, you know, of course you're going, like just recognizing that those urges are going to come up and of course it's going to be hard and a bit, bit uncomfortable, but just reminding yourself that it's worthwhile, like building these new habits is going to be worth it. Um, okay, so how's everyone feeling about hunger? Do we have any questions or any, any thoughts or is that making sense? Bill's nodding, it's making sense, excellent. Do you feel like you, like you know what to do with, with, this knowledge like has anyone got any any thoughts any questions Emma's Emma's doing a heart excellent Emma good to get some feedback okay no we're good yeah I must be a good teacher Mary thumbs up awesome okay so now, now let's do, um, so that's that's hunger in a nutshell. And so we've got some good strategies in place to, to handle it. Um, so Mary said, I like the plan to prepare for emotional eating triggers. Yeah, like you can anticipate those as well, like for sure. Like, and also you can, you can be intentional and go, okay, well, when I do, when I do find myself in this, like, what am I going to do like and and thinking planning like thinking things through can be really really helpful like imagining yourself in that situation imagining yourself like pausing like yeah and imagining yourself like being self-compassionate and going oh something's up for me here what is it and getting curious like yeah like it's really it's it's really beautiful work to 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 do 
Um, yeah, of course. Mary said I figured out quickly that I stress eat at work, and I did not, not did not today. Yeah, exactly. Like when you have the awareness around it, you're able to to change. Like so, this is huge, Mary. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, so good. Like yeah, so just having this awareness and this understanding of all these different triggers is is really really helpful and just being kind with ourselves as we learn to navigate them and knowing that we don't have to do it perfectly and that's okay is is huge as well okay so we've just got a few minutes left so let's do a review so um just i want you to think now about like what's not working or any lessons that you've had and what do you want to focus what's the one thing that you're going to focus on this week and so either type in the chat or if someone wants to Someone wants to raise their hand and talk. That's good too. I'm just going to pour some tea. My throat's getting dry. We're good. Does anyone want to share with the group? Um, okay. Emma's going to review her set time for regular meals. Fantastic, Emma. That is one of the first key things is getting that regular schedule in place. So important. Yeah, and just thinking about that that guy that lost 50 pounds and that's all he did. Like Margaret's gonna pause before she eats. Excellent. Love it. Yeah, like and having setting that intention of like I'm gonna listen to my body. And maybe even like pausing midway through Margaret can be a helpful thing as well, like having that that intentional pause. I'm back again. I was think I have really fallen off my end of my belief plan because I realized that I've got overwhelmed with all of the things. I had so, so much on my belief plan. I even did a 10 minute recording of all my beliefs so I could listen to it. And I just stopped doing it completely. <laughs> so, <laughs> Overwhelm. Yes, yes. Nothing's so going I wrong, Adine. <laughs> so I have, I have my new belief plan of what I'm writing this. I, and I just, I wrote it out today as we we're talking because it came to me that I'm that only four four sentences I matter I am worthy I am not perfect I am enough yes yeah that, yeah that it. feels oh that feels so good to my heart when you said that yeah and yeah. and that and that is enough and it's beside my bed and even if I just read it when yes. I wake up and read it before I go to bed and say it out loud because as you can tell I'm not a type kind of person. I really am a, <laughs> an oral learner. I have to hear it to, yeah. to make it matter in my ears. So of that's, course, because you're a musical person. So of course you're oral, right? Yeah, yeah it's so, the thought to, to write it, it just feels so clunky. But when I speak and when I hear, then that's how things get absorbed into yeah. myself. Yeah, and that's a good takeaway for everyone is like knowing your learning style and going with what suits you. And also that I think, Adine, that really good example of when you don't want your belief plan or any of these habits to feel too much. And so I think it can be really helpful to, if it does feel too much, check in with yourself and go, hang on and have it. And actually having a streamlined version. Like, So I've got, if I sleep in and I've got like a busy like if I'm running late I, there's still like to I write down my goal for the year in my belief plan like I would definitely do that um regardless of what's going on rather than writing out all my beliefs that I'm working on so having that streamlined version is really helpful um yeah. okay did anyone else want to talk um Oh my goodness. <laughs> Emma said, I set Jules's recording of the NHC philosophy as an alarm for 5.30 this morning. Woke up with a fright. <laughs> yes, you might want to modify that. I don't think you want to hear my voice first thing in the morning. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So Jordan, like the idea of pausing before I start, kind of to focus the intention. Yes, yes. And that's going to be a nice lead in to, for those of you that are going to do that of, um pausing before you start eating and setting that intention um that's going to be a nice lead into the the challenge that we're going to do around maximizing pleasure next week so really fun sue's going to stop when she's had enough and um if diet sue wants to come out of the cover just let it be there but tell her she doesn't get to decide <laughs> sue um margaret's going to pause before she eats um 
Yes, Mary's going to, yes, make sat meals satisfying so snacking is less of a temptation. Yes, yes, definitely satisfying meals make a big difference. Um, Margaret's going to listen to the epic belief plan more often. Yes, I actually listened to that the other day. I needed, needed a boost. <laughs> I use it for my, 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 all my goals rather than just necessarily the food stuff. So that's really helpful. Um, and for those of you that don't know, there's like in the private podcast feed a few months ago, I did a, um, there's an epic positive belief plan. Actually, there's a link to it in Circle as well, where I record like it's like five minutes of like just positive, super positive thoughts. And it's a really good one to get you out. Actually, Lisa was the one that expired because she was having like a breakout. And so we like, I just wrote, wrote it. And, and actually it was inspired by me having a great plan. Um, freak out as well so if you want to like a boost and you're in the river of misery that's a good one to come back to okay so that's it for today does everyone feel like they've got a good plan they know what they're focusing on yeah we're good does anyone have anything they wanted to coach on if you did want to if you're ready to go it's time to go that's good but I, i'm happy to to coach if anyone has anything else they need bye lisa good to see you no we're good Excellent. Oh, thanks. Caroline posted that link. Excellent. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Focusing on your one thing and we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Okay.